Get a king. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You always think of Lee Carson. Newcastle, Hunters, Hunters, Rugby League. Welcome back for another episode of League Castle. I'm, of course, your host, Chris McPherson, and we are here for episode three of season three for League Castle and only days away from the start of the President's Cup North, the Denton Engineering Cup, or for the real traditionalists, the real NRL, the Newcastle Rugby League. The season kicks off this Saturday, the 27th of March, and we've been lucky enough to catch up with a couple of the coaches in the lead-up to the season kickoff, we've obviously over the first two episodes caught up with a couple of other coaches, so uh, we are aware that there's still a couple to come, a few difficulties and challenges mostly on our end have meant that we haven't been able to uh, make the time to catch up with uh, Todd Lowry from West and also Brad Tye from the Northern Hawks, so we will endeavour to get uh, either Todd and Brad or uh, other representatives of their clubs on in the next couple of weeks to have a talk about their season ahead. Uh, but in the meantime, sit back and enjoy today's episode where we catch up with Matt Kennedy from Souths and also Shane Wooden from the Entrance Tigers. We're joined by the Entrance Tigers coach Shane Wooden. Shane, uh, thanks for a little bit of your time in the countdown to what hopefully, weather permitting, is uh, the start to the President's Cup North season. Yeah, it's uh, not been a good couple of weeks for weather-wise, so so hopefully, yeah, we get a game of footy in. Everybody's really excited about round one, so um, it'll probably dampen a few spirits if we if we have to postpone or, or don't get the game going. Yeah, it certainly will. Uh, everyone's chomping at the bit. Your club probably more so than any other after after a year off. That was obviously a challenging decision last year, but uh, the entrance looking strong for President's Cup in 2021, mate? Yeah, look, um, we've sort of kept a lot of the guys on board that we've had over over the last few years, and we've got some some good young guys that are going to be asked to, to step up and, and, and play a little bit higher level footy this year. Um, and we've sort of brought in some experience in Josh Benalato and, and Luke Sharp. So, we're yeah, we're, we're in a good position. That's always good to hear. I, I guess the entrance, probably the, the dark horse or the unknown for a lot of our coaches that we've spoken to so, so far for this competition. Juan Wyong obviously has been in the competition in other years and, and even last year. So um, that's uh, probably a, a double-edged sword for you guys. You won't have as much intel on the other sides, but equally they, they sort of, you know, they won't know as much about you and what to expect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it presents a challenge for everyone, uh, both, like you say, both sides of the equation. Um, we don't know too much about about what we're going to be faced with, and and maybe we catch a few sides um, a little bit off guard with what we've got as well. But but look, to be honest, my I'm always a, a, a big believer in in just making just concentrating on your own um, your own environment and making that really productive and if you're at your best then that gives you the best opportunity to to win footy games irrespective of whether you know the opposition or not yeah I, th- I think that's that's probably a key focus and you know focusing on yourself seems to be the, the key message coming out of most of the clubs all of them obviously aware of what other clubs are doing to an extent but you know 
I think the, the other key theme is that everyone's saying that if you're not on it, you know, 95 to 100 percent, you're turning up for a loss. So if you're not focused on yourself first and you're looking over that fence first, then it's going to put you in, a, in probably a, a troublesome position this season. Yeah, definitely. I, I think if you spend too much time, and, and we are only part-time footballers, so if you spend too much of your um, couple of nights a week worrying about what the opposition is going to bring, then you're obviously taken away from you know spending your time on what you want to bring to the game. So, yeah, I think that's going to be the case. And, and as you say, I think that's probably our challenge too going into this competition is that consistency, that week-in, week-out um, performance of a certain standard that's going to at least give you an opportunity to win the game anyway. Certainly, and we had a bit of a chat to Mitch Williams, yourselves and Wyong are in a reasonably, well, unique's obviously not the right word because there's two of you in that boat, but a different situation to the traditional Newcastle Rugby League clubs this year with you'll still be fielding sides in all grades, I understand, of the Central Coast Rugby League, so you'll have four senior men's sides and uh, then trying to adjust between Central Coast and Newcastle on those players on the fringes, or Central Coast and President's Cup, I should say. Yeah, and, and again, that adds another, you know, another level of... of of the challenge to us is sort of when you're away, you're not even close to um, physically close to the teams, you know, our local guys. So we've got to try and accommodate players and staff and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, like you say, bouncing between the two different um, grades and the two different styles of footy as well. Um, that, that also gives us a bit of a challenge. Well, it certainly is another challenge, but I guess, uh, you know, should, should yourselves a Wyong win, then it's another thing that you've, you've overcome if you could take out that title and, and head into those President's Cup finals that are later in the year, which is probably another incentive for all the teams competing as well, that, that extra final series beyond our competition. Yeah, and I think that's a really good concept. I'm not sure where they're headed with it in terms of um, whether they're looking at expanding into, you know, other areas of New South Wales. But, uh, yeah, I think... Um, it's, a, it's a nice concept that you know you can challenge yourself beyond the competition that you're playing in, and ultimately sort of crown yourself the the you know the the number one country um, side in New South Wales if you if you win it. Yeah, well, I think I think with the structure they're talking, you'll even have potentially a Ron Massey Cup side going in there. So essentially, you're going to be the the number one semi-professional slash amateur team in the country, which uh, in, sorry in New South Wales, which would be a fair achievement. It essentially puts you outside of the NRL and New South Wales and Queensland Cup as the next best side, which would be a fair achievement for clubs running on, you know, um, volunteer hours and, and semi-paid semi paid players and coaches. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it would be an awesome achievement. Exactly right. It's a, it's a big challenge for um, for the clubs that, that only have that. Um, I know most of our guys, if not all, are, are volunteer-based and and they devote a lot of time, so it would, it would be certainly a, a nice recognition for your club if you're able to achieve it. Hundred percent. And you talked before about obviously the challenges of away games for the entrance this year. Uh, the draw, in terms of that, there's certainly some chunks of travel, and you, I think four of your first five games might even be at home at EdSac. There again, weather dependent and permitting. How's EdSac shaping up, and and how does that shape your mentality and your approach to the start of the season? Yeah, uh, it's a funny one, that, because, um, well, firstly, EDSAC's actually looking quite good. Um, I'm not sure, you know, how it'll come out of the rain, but it's, it's got a really um, good drainage system there that, that got it put in a few years ago. So I'm confident that um, if the rain pulls up um, after today that we'll, we'll get some footy on it at the end of the, at the, end of the week. But, yeah, it's certainly it's, it's a very weird sort of uh, draw for us. We've, we've got a lot of um, runs of home and then, 
big chunk of away games. So um, something that I didn't preempt or plan for rolling into the, the season, but we certainly got to try and manage that in the best way possible. And I'm not really sure how that is. Um, and I don't think I'll know until we sort of, you know, possibly hit that little block and and the players will sort of, you know, get a gauge of how they're responding and, and what their needs are. And hopefully we can we can ride it out and, and not be hurt too much by it. Yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting one and, and adds, adds a, a unique dimension. And I think there's a lot of clubs that have got those, just the way the draws come about. There's, from talking to it, there seems to be the majority of the clubs have probably got a period at some point where they've got at least three on the run at home, which... Yeah, the counter of that means you'll have three on the run away at some other point. So we'll, we'll wait and see how that that plays out, as you say. And it's another challenge for separating yourselves and Wyong from from your your feeder teams or your lower grade teams. The um, the new rules that have come in. Have you had any view on those? I'm not sure. Like I know you had the game against Central, which was washed out because of the ground condition a couple of weeks ago. Have you had much of a chance to take those in or consider how they're going to impact the season ahead? Yeah, we had a little bit of a look at it. Like we only sort of got. Um officially informed of, of, of what rule changes we'd be seeing in our competition maybe a couple of weeks ago on a podcast. So um, I wasn't quite sure whether we're running six agains and all that sort of stuff, but we certainly um, put some scenarios into our training sessions in and around what we thought was going to happen. Um, six agains haven't happened, but uh, we've got play the balls, you know, the choice of positioning to play the ball. And we've got some strategies of, of how we want to attack that. Um, but you also have to be careful not to be one-dimensional around that as well so that um, teams can to put strategies in to accommodate what you're throwing at them. So, yeah, we've, we've done some work on it. And um, as you say, we haven't had the opportunity to put it into a game. So we'll see over the first couple of weekends here whether or not we've, we're down the right track or whether we have to modify. Yeah, correct. And that seems to be the, 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 um, the prevailing message from a lot of the coaches and Talking to them about how how they all approach it is, is certainly an interesting one, but the the main theme again coming out of that seems to be everyone's just excited that it means more ball in play, which means that on average the better football team should win, win or the better performing football team should win, and crowds will get more value for their for their uh, you know ten dollars or or the entry price at the gate. Yeah, yeah, which is ultimately what you're trying to do, isn't it? Create um, you know an atmosphere at your games and a product at the games that keeps people coming through the gate because. That's what um, you know. A lot of our clubs survive on is, is um, sponsorship and, and gate taking and bar sales and canteens. So, yeah, hopefully that is the case. A hundred percent. And and talking, we talked about before. Obviously, the the Presidents Cup format at the end of the season. Uh, is there much talk at the entrance around the the representative opportunities? I noticed there's a couple of weekends in the draw scheduled for representative games. I think the talk is against possibly a Canberra and Illawarra side. Obviously. The caliber of players that are that are running around, most clubs seem to have one or two minimum ex NRL players. Yourself, you talked about Josh Mantellato before. Those, some of those players will make themselves available, and then some of the young guys will get opportunities as well. Is there is there much of a uh, level of excitement or enthusiasm? Do you think at the entrance for some of those opportunities as well? Mate, to be honest, I didn't really know um, that that was the case. So okay, um, yeah. So <laughs> well, breaking news here first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I'm sure that you know once I pass that on, there'll probably be some guys that'll their, their ears will prick up and that'll probably you know give them something to aim for. Uh, excellent. And um, in terms of your squad, we've talked about obviously those couple of named imports with Sharpie and Josh Mantellato coming on board, which as you said adds some really good experience to your squad. Who who else are we looking at in terms of you know the um, returning players, some young guns that 
um, the fans might be able to keep an eye out for from the entrance in 2021? Um, well, we sort of got we've got um, some experienced guys in Sean Corrigan and, and Matt Killick and um, Big Timmy Nwakatambu that are that have done that, and Ryan Doughty that have sort of been in our top grade side now for five or six years. Um, I've got uh, a couple of young guys in Kyle McCudden, um, Jake Woods, that are really good young kids, and they'll sort of they'll get their opportunity to to have a crack at the higher grade this year. And, and we've got also got um, Jacob McCudden, who I think played. He actually went up and played with Maitland last year in the Presidents Cup. Okay. He's a really good footballer. So um, yeah, they're, they're they're the guys that are that all sort of you know set the platform for our other guys. Yeah, excellent. Obviously, it sounds like a good balance of uh, youth and experience, which is tends to be the, the mix that the coaches are looking for at the moment. So uh, 2021, as we said, it shapes an interesting season. So we thank you for a little bit of your time. I guess the focus now turns to Sunday, allowing it goes ahead uh, against Macquarie and uh, taking on a side that's looked quite impressive so far in the trials. Do you know much about the Scorpions? Have you had much of an opportunity to prepare for them yet? No, to be honest, I don't, and I don't want to sound... Um you know, obnoxious or anything like that, but I just don't know too much about um, the other clubs in the competition. There's a little bit of talk that I've heard around a few sides, but but how they're performing and what their structures are and, you know, what their qualities are, I'm not quite sure. So it's just going to be simply about, you know, our performance and, and being really good in the areas of our game that we know we're, we're good in and that we need to, you know, to, to execute to get some joy from and, and hopefully, uh, you know... Uh, a heap of effort and energy, and um, you know, if we, if we do that, then then it should give us at least an opportunity to win the game. Excellent. Well, well, thanks very much for your time. Hopefully, we can have a chat to you during the year once um, there's a few games, and and hopefully for your sake, a few wins under the belt, and maybe even get the podcast all the way down to Ed Sack at some point and have a chat with a few of the boys during the season and uh, get a bit of Central Coast content added to our new Presidents Cup coverage in 2021. Yep, that'd be awesome. All right, thanks, Shane, and uh, we'll talk to you during the season. All right, thanks, mate. That was Shane Wooden, the coach of the Entrance Tigers. We're joined by South Newcastle coach Matt Kennedy. Matt, uh, thanks for a little bit of your time today ahead of the season. No worries at all, mate. Uh, Mate, uh, South Newcastle, a few changes gone on there. Obviously, uh, the departure of uh, Andrew Ryan recently... uh, make some changes, but you're stepping up, uh, taking that lead role moving forward. And uh, you, you're saying before off air, plenty of players returning. So looking quite good in terms of depth and numbers. Yeah, definitely, mate. We've got a, we've got a heap of numbers as far as um, yeah, as players are concerned. Um, a lot of those guys from the, the pre-COVID year and the COVID year have both um, returned. So, yeah, we're, we're looking pretty good as far as numbers. Um, we've lost a, a bit of quality around some of our positions with a couple of guys earning contracts with um, with the South Bunnies and also the Knights, which is really great for them. So, um, but we have it's going to provide an opportunity for some other players. And in terms of those players returning, I know uh, you know form, former captain Brendan Simpson had the year off last year. He's come back. There's a couple of others. Who, who else can we expect to see in the red and white in 2021? Yeah, so is probably the, the biggest one as far as players or previously played for South. Um, a couple of others who have been signed from other places. Corey Brown's one who's a centre um, from Orange and another guy called Jake Dooley who's a fullback centre from uh, Park. So we've got a couple of guys from our country way. Um, and then, um, yeah, there's a couple of other guys as far as um, former South players. Um, like Jakey Lawrence is another one too who's, who's played a lot of first grade for us over the years as well. 
Yeah, Jake, obviously returning from uh, the mighty Hamilton Ducks, mate. So good to have him back on board. Yeah, it's awesome to have him back on board. He's had a bit of issues with his hamstring at the moment. So um, he won't be playing for us this weekend. But, um, yeah, he, he's obviously a, a great club. And he's actually played 98 um, first-grade games. So he's really close to his, um, to his 100, um, which is a huge achievement for him. So um, looking forward to having him back on board in the near future. Once he's back fighting fit, mate, we might have to get him on the pod to celebrate the 100th episode. I know he doesn't mind uh, t- talking a little bit and having a chat. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Mate, uh, in terms of the competition ahead, uh, a lot of clubs have bolstered their lineups fairly significantly. There's a lot of ex-NRL players. I mean, you guys came up against Curry in one of the early trials and saw Frank Paul. I think he was trying to play halfback that day, but um, he's, yeah. uh, he'll certainly add some quality, as will a number of the others. Is there a club to watch, do you think, or is it throw a blanket over the field? How do you see the, the competition shaping up in 2021? Yeah, I think it's going to be as hard as it's ever been, to be honest. Um, as you say, there are a lot of really strong um, NRL players who have gone to different clubs like Curry, um, I think Cessnock as well. Um, I think Maitland's are going to be very strong, mate. I don't think they've changed their team too much from last year. Um, and they had, a, they had a, a really stacked team last year with um, in that New South Wales uh, competition. Um, and then West are obviously always strong, mate. And um, I think Central also bolstered with a lot of really good experience. Um, local league players, you know, like Luke Walsh was, the year he played at West was, was easily the best player in the comp. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a difficult competition. Um, There's going to be no easy games, that's for sure. And, and in terms of the competition, uh, obviously the addition of the entrance and Wong as well brings it out to a full 10-team competition with a full home and away, which is something Newcastle Rugby League hasn't had for some time. Uh, do, do you think that adds to some, um, I guess, some evenness of the competition as well? Yeah, it does. It's, it's good for the first grade comp. It's, um, it's a bit difficult for the other grades um, where it's a bit wishy-washy as far as, um, you know, the teams, they, they play week in, week out in their competition. So it has been difficult. Um, the preparation, particularly for your, your third grade teams and um, the ladies teams and, uh, and things like that. But um, yeah, I think it is. It's a good addition. I mean, they're, they're two strong clubs as well. So again, it's going to it's gonna bolster our competition for sure. And uh, in terms of 2021, we're seeing some rule changes as well. Do you think that's going to have much of an impact? Most of the talk seems to just be around testing fitness and depth because there's going to be more ball in play. Is, is that your sort of view on it as well, Matt? Yeah, I think it's going to be, it's, it's certainly going to be advantageous to be, um, to be fitter and more mobile. Um, yeah, it's going to quicken the game up and, and obviously test out the fitness of different teams here and there. Um, I guess the on the anecdotal uh, feedback I've had about it so far is it hasn't had a huge impact, but I think uh, the more teams get used to it, um, the better they might actually utilise those, those new real changes and, and then be able to speed the play up a little bit more. So, yeah, well, time will tell how, that, how, it actually, um, how it actually affects the competition. Yeah, it certainly is interesting. I did hear one front rower say to me that he liked the change of the scrum rules because if he yells out first before the halfback gets a chance when the scrum is, he doesn't have to go as far to get to the scrum. So um, <laughs> props, the props, if they wise up, will be onto that pretty quickly. Uh, in terms of Souths for 2021, mate, is there any um, young guns that we can look out for that the, the uh, fan, fan faithful out there at Merriweather can expect to see sort of coming through the grades and, and you're seeing some you know development and improvement through at the moment? Um, yeah, there's, there's a young guy who's come from the North Coast who's actually um, going to be playing for us this weekend, a guy called Kane Parkinson. Um, he played 19s for the for South last year. Um, he's trained extremely well, uh, really good fellow, um, great attitude, um, really professional in what he does. Um, so he's going to have a first crack on the wing uh, in first grade. I'm really looking forward to see what he's been 
what he's going to do. Um, and that's the same as another young guy, Ethan Fowles, who's also had a good off-season. He, um, he previously was with the Greens with the, in the rugby, but um, he played with us last year as well and, and, and showed some really good signs, and he's going to get a crack as well. So they're probably the, the two uh, major ones as far as um, some of the young guys. There's a couple other good, good guys in reserve grade as well who will be pushing those um, experienced guys as well. Yeah, exciting to see. And obviously with a 18-round season with only two rest weekends and, and they're allocated a rep footy, we're certainly going to test some depth. So we'll undoubtedly see some of those young guys coming through during the season. Uh, yeah, definitely. In terms of the, the season ahead, you start off with uh, Cessnock and then Macquarie. Both of those have trialled really well. Is there is it something that you've had a look at or has the focus been all internal at South more so for the pre-season? Yeah, I think it's internal at this stage of the season, um, particularly just trying to you know um, get some new combinations and get everyone on the same page as far as how we want to play. Um, I had a little look at the Cessnock game uh, against Curry and they look... Um, they look really impressive, um, particularly uh, their halves and their fullback were really quick and um, mobile for them. So it's, it is, they're going to be a big test. Um, you know, defending premiers up there, um, they always recruit really well. Um, so they'll, they'll turn out a, you know, a quality first grade team. Um, so we're just going to have to, we're going to have to play extremely well to beat them, that's for sure. Yeah, nice to have that grand final rematch to kick it all off. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know how much of a motivation it is for the players. Um, it doesn't really uh, take away from the fact that they um, they won the comp last year. But, um, yeah, it's a good test for us. That's what I said to the players uh, at training last night. Um, you know, um, first round against, you know, defending premiers and it's their home ground. It's, it's a good way to start. If we can get a win, it can, um, it can definitely build a confidence amongst the playing group. So um, that's what we're going to be looking at doing, mate. Yeah, certainly a good measuring stick. Well, mate, I know you've got some other commitments to get to, so thank you very much for your time. Good luck to South for the year ahead, and hopefully for the uh, faithful out there at Merriweather, you can go one better than 2020 uh, in the President's Cup North of 2021. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for your time, mate. Thanks, Matt. Bye. Cheers. Bye. That was Matt Kennedy, the coach of the South Newcastle Lions. A big thank you to both Shane Wooden and Matt Kennedy from the Entrance Tigers and South Newcastle Lions, respectively. Uh, as I touched on in the introduction, it is only days away now from the kickoff to our Newcastle Rugby League or the President's Cup North District Competition, uh, kicking off this Saturday. So the fixtures for this weekend we have uh, first up three o'clock on Saturday at Curry Sports Ground. Curry will host Maitland Pickers in a Coalfields Derby, so certainly worth getting along to that one. Also on Saturday, we'll have down at Morrie Breen Oval uh, at Wyong. Wyong Roos taking on the Central Newcastle Butcher Boys. Uh, two of the sides certainly tipped fairly heavily by Josh Callanan in the Herald this week uh, in terms of going deep into the competition central after their strong recruiting run, and Wyong always. Uh, quite strong and coming off that minor premiership in last year's Newcastle Rugby League. Uh, then we have the grand final rematch, which will be the Bar TV match of the round, which is the Cessnock Goennas hosting the South Newcastle Lions at Cessnock Sports Ground. The Lions certainly looking to go one better than the grand final, while Cessnock will like to prove that that was not just a fluke getting the chocolates in the grand final last year. The final Saturday match was scheduled between Lakes United and Western Suburbs Rosellas at Lennigan Oval. Unfortunately, due to the recent rains, that one won't go ahead uh, and will be rescheduled for one of the washout rounds to come. 
Uh, and then finally, in the first grade competition on Sunday at uh, Edsac Oval uh, down at uh, Bateau Bay, the entrance Tigers will take on the Macquarie Scorpions. So that'll be our first look at Shane Wooden and his entrance Tigers. And it'll also be the first time we see the Macquarie Scorpions back in top-tier action since 2019. So lots on the line in those games. Uh, great opportunity to get round to the local footy this weekend. It certainly um, presents uh, an exciting uh, return for the footy season ahead of us. So uh, make sure you do get down. As I said, we will endeavour to get uh, some representatives from West and the Northern Hawks on. That's through uh, no lack of trying on their end at the moment. A few challenges at our end and uh, you will definitely get them on in the meantime. Uh, also, on that note, uh, we've been speaking with Wes in regards to their social media presence and they've uh, started a Facebook page. So make sure if you're a Wes fan or if you're a fan of other clubs and just want to stay abreast of what's happening out at Harker and with Wes, that you get online and uh, give their page a like and follow them along. Make sure to keep voting in our polls. We're deep into the second round now to decide the People's Club of Newcastle, the Hunter and Central Coast. and. Look, there's been some great results so far. A few shock upsets, a few minnows knocking over giants, and I'm sure there'll be some more. So we're down to about 25 clubs left, so it's a battle on the way through. So we'll just keep watching this space in that regard. If you've got someone from your club that would like to get on the show, make sure you do reach out to the page as well. Shoot us a message on Facebook. You can find us, of course, at League Castle AUS on Facebook, League Castle AU on Instagram, and League Castle AU on Twitter. A big thank you again for tuning in. A big thank you to our guests so far, the uh, eight first-grade coaches that we've caught up with. And we look forward to catching up with uh, many more clubs and uh, looking deep into Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League over the next few weeks as they shape up towards their season. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next week. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson. Runs to the line, he's got Buxton with him, it's been put on the toe, it's going to be to try, Joy Jobson's got the try, Window get their second. You're listening to Lead Newcastle, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters Rugby League.